This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, everybody, give yourself a high five because you made it through the week. It's Yay. Friday. And uh, you just got a little bit left of your work day, and then you can get onto that weekend. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And, uh, you know, we heard a little bit about this, but we haven't taken a deep dive into this lawsuit between Katy Perry and a Christian rap artist. Yeah, in fact, the headline today is that Katy Perry and her team are going to have to pay $2.78 million for uh, copyright infringement, or copying anyway, this Christian rap song for her hit Dark Horse. And that $2.78 million was basically a jury-awarded verdict, and they they awarded uh, that verdict, or excuse me, jury-awarded jury-awarded verdict... And that happened because they found that she'd improperly copied a portion of the guy's song uh, for her own music. And it's Marcus Gray and two co-authors who filed this copyright infringement lawsuit five years ago. And they alleged that Perry and her producers stole this 16-second musical riff from their rap song. Now, Holly, I have it on good authority that we have some audio of this particular uh, clamp that could, that could show you what the uh, what the artists are alleging. Yeah, so this is brought to you by the Today Show, and they placed the two songs back to back. So they'll kind of set it up just a little bit, and then you'll be able to hear those songs. Here we go. This dark horse was apparently stolen, and it's going to cost Katy Perry. On Thursday, a Los Angeles jury decided the pop star, her label, and five song collaborators should have to pay $2.78 million in damages, with Perry responsible for $550,000 of that. For- you know what? That's the wrong clip! Whoopsie doodles. No worries. I can tell you again that Dark Horse, of course, was from her 2013 album, Prism, which spent four weeks at number one and was nominated for a Grammy. I can tell you, too, that... Um, the artist's team, legal team, reportedly tried to get the jury to give them about $20 million. So they only got about 2.78, obviously. Uh-huh. The reason they asked for $20 million, though, was because Dark Horse grossed $41 million. How mm. crazy is that? Now, we have the songs. Okay. Uh, really quickly, I just wanted to add that per- uh, Katy Perry's attorneys, they were like, yeah, like uh, we'll give you 360000 So. They had to pay a little bit more than yeah, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit more. Okay, let's hear those back-to-back songs. Listen now to Gray's Joyful Noise. You know what it is. I love it. Uh, and here is Perry's Dark Horse. Gray's attorney. Now, I will tell you, there's another segment of that song from that Christian rapper where uh, it has a similar kind of low voice growl as you hear in Dark Horse. And then you hear that beat that they claim was stolen. And I'll tell you, it's not that far out of the realm of possibility because Katy Perry did get her start as a Christian artist Mm -hmm. that she would, you know, have have listened to that 
genre of music yeah, enough sure. to have been inspired. Now, I will tell you that um, the jury uh, disagreed. So they did argue that, um, disagreed with Katy Perry, that is. Um, they did argue, Katy Perry's people did, that they never heard this song. They'd never heard Joyful Noise. They don't listen to Christian rap. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a diss. Christian rap. Mm-hmm. They also contended, um, and I think their biggest contention was that the riff that you heard is so basic, which is kind of hilarious if you think about it, basic, that um, it should be available to all songwriters. So there was nothing unique about that riff that would preclude anybody else from using it. Right. So they were trying to make two different points, but you have to remember this is a jury trial. Right. And in this case, what I love about this story is that a nine-member jury is able to come to this conclusion after analyzing you know, uh, this very specific instance. And they did this for hours, you know, so nine presumably lay people sitting in a room trying to figure out like, does this sound like the, the fact that they were able to sit in a room and come to a conclusion and not only come to the conclusion that it was Katy Perry and her team's responsibility uh, for lifting this track or piece of this track, but then they were also able to award financial damages. Like, Think about that nine-member jury, like the because just imagine yourself in right. that jury. Like, how in a million years would you even begin to sort of um, work Untangle through all that? that? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> can we hear it again? Because I will say, when you just hear it, I, when you hear them side by side, I my immediate thought is, yeah, they sound so much alike. But it's it's bigger than that. It's not just about whether or not they sound alike. Can you play them again, Halls? Listen now to Gray's Joyful Noise. You know what it is. I love it. Uh, and here is Perry's Dark Horse. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, again, I'm a lay person, but when I listen to it, I go, well, yeah, that sounds the same. But then I have to understand what's the law. Right. Uh, because, you, you know, you're just because you think something doesn't mean that that is enough to charge or uh, not charge, but hold somebody accountable right. for something. Right. So I'm curious what, and I don't have a legal degree, so I'm not even going to begin to speculate, but I would imagine that they had to go through with a fine tooth comb, you know, the law in this regard and do a lot of comparisons. Um, right. Yeah. Right. And we've heard, I mean, we hear about these types of cases all the time. Uh, the most kind of recent famous one uh, was the one between the estate of Marvin Gaye yep. and Robin Thicke. Oh, sure. I had to make sure I didn't say Alan, Alan Thicke. Thicke. Yeah, um, yeah, Robin Thicke from that one song that we all loved for like a hot moment before we realized it was real nasty. What was it called? Blurred Lines. Thank you, Blurred Lines. And wasn't that wasn't the only part? I feel like, wasn't there something else after that too with Marvin Gaye's estate or... Uh, they were going after somebody else. Anyway, there was a spate, I feel like, of these these types of cases. And, you know, presumably part of it is because if you can find the right lawyer who's willing to pursue a legal case, in in this particular situation, they were able to walk away with almost $3 million. Now, so that seems like an incentive is what I'm saying to to bring these types of cases. Especially when it is a, I mean, for, for that artist who alleged that Katy Perry lifted the beat, Mm -hmm. For that artist who's 
a lesser known artist. I don't know how big that artist is in in that genre in mm-hmm. the community that listens to that music. I don't listen to that music, and Katy Perry's a household name. But for that smaller, lesser known artist, that is a huge, huge win. And I tend to think like these types. I, I tend to want to pay more attention to justice being served when it is kind of the little guy going after the big guy who made all of that money. How much money did they make off Dark Horse? 40-something million. That's crazy. Off one song. And there's no way that original artist made anywhere near that on their song. So I tend to kind of care more. Like, I want to root for the underdog in that situation. Um, Less so when it's the Marvin Gaye and the Robin Thicke because both of those songs made plenty of money and it's not so far out of the realm of possibility that you would be influenced by a very popular song. Yeah. And it seems like you could have done a better job at the, you know, when I think of Robin Thicke's people, like they could have done a better job up front having figured all that out. Right. And I would imagine that this particular trial and this particular award is going to make, you know, the music industry well, and they probably already are again, I'm speaking out of my behind because I'm not, hugely uh educated in that regard but what i imagine is that people are very uh extra cautious now in the industry to make sure that before they release a song they've done their due diligence and i would imagine technology is is crucial in this regard because technology would allow you to to find things that are similar and maybe right. make sure preemptively that you didn't in some way find um you know or lift bits and pieces from other people's music. And I know that there are instances where somebody has written a song or is releasing a song where they realize that it sounds enough like another song that they credit the original songwriters for their work so to kind of get around that. And, and I can't think of examples right off the top of my head, but I do believe that there are like a couple Taylor Swift examples and maybe an Ed Sheeran example where they realized that the song sounded enough like another song Mm -hmm. that they found a way to credit the songwriter of the original song so that they don't end up getting sued and brought to court. So if you're just joining us, we're talking about this Katy Perry award, $2.78 million. Katy and her team must pay for copying this bit of a Christian rap song for dark horse. Um, I will say that, the last thing I read says it's still unclear how much of that penalty Katie's going to have to pay. So apparently the contracts that are, you know, set up when songs like this are recorded often include stipulations that prevent her from being held accountable mm-hmm. to financial damages. So I don't know if it's an insurance thing, like insurance will pay for it. Um, but I, I, I feel like Katy Perry's going to be just fine. Although I will say it does it can't look that good to have a $2.78 million jury award um, against you. Oh, absolutely not. And I'll tell you, I bet you that there are other artists right now who are checking all of Katy Perry's work against theirs. Yeah, I was going to add Ed Sheeran specifically, Colleen, you mentioned him. Yep. He has been to this rodeo uh, multiple uh, yeah, times. He had to settle with Tom Petty mm-hmm. and another songwriter. Also, the Marvin Gaye State win after uh, Ed oh, yeah. Sheeran for the song That's Thinking Out thinking. Loud. That's right. They said that he ripped off Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Yep. So there he, I mean, he's got to, you know, maybe think about what he's doing when he's writing some songs. Right. Exactly. Where did his inspiration come yeah, from? Yeah, pay attention 
attention to what you're listening to. I would also really quickly before we move on, uh, I'm going to take a very sharp left turn. I just want to resolve something from yesterday on the Colleen and Bradley show that I just learned before we started our show. You may recall during the throwback live yesterday. Oh, no. I found a piece of dental floss. Oh, did we find the owner? We did. She had to admit it. Can I want to guess? I'm going to guess. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it was none other than our very own Donna Valentine. That was Donna Valentine's dirty, nasty floss. She said she she thought she put it in the garbage. Let me just really quickly, because Bradley can see me and the rest of you can't. The garbage is over here under my right hand. The floss was over here under my left hand. Yeah, so, so I would like to—it's nasty, nasty, and I would like to call also, her bluff. I would like to call the bluff on her lie that she thought it went into the garbage. I also am dumb, done being bullied by our social media department because our social media team, robust as it is, uh, called me out on social media last night and said I was responsible. And I oh! said that is not okay because I have my eyes on Bradley Trainer at all times. Well, also mostly because I was like I forget my keys and wallet most days <laughs> and you want me to believe you want these fools to believe that I bring dental floss to work? Good call. Also, unless I, you, never mind. It was Donna Valentine. It was Donna Valentine. Mm-hmm. That woman is nasty. Yeah, I got my eyes on her now. All right. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Holly Roberts is here and she's brought a bushel of dirt from Hollywood. Hi, Colleen and Bradley. So we were talking about Ed Sheeran and the fact that he's been the subject of a number of songwriting lawsuits. Uh, Very costly for Ed Sheeran, but I feel like he's not going to really have to worry that much because there is a company called Polestar that's forecasting that the total gross of Ed Sheeran's tour that he is currently on is going to gross $736 million and it will be the highest grossing tour of all time. Wow. I'll say, I mean, having seen him in concert, that he is incredibly talented. Yeah, it's his show on Friday. He's touring in Europe right now. He's yeah. doing a, a show in Germany, and apparently that's the show that is tipping the record. Ed Sheeran calls it amazing. And this Divide Tour uh, launched back in 2017. So he's been on the road a long time and it's going to end at the end of this month. That's 893 days on the road. Hey, it's Mike and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Wow. You two spent 760 days on the road. What makes Ed Sheeran such an amazing tourist, do you think? You mean per- tour, tour performer? Yeah. Well, the thing about... Well, no, first of all... I mean, like, when he's... At the Louvre, what makes him fast? He waits in line very carefully. No, it is literally Ed Sheeran. This is why I actually think not only is this like the highest grossing, I mean, he's going to end up actually taking a good chunk of that money for himself because he doesn't have a backup band. He doesn't have, it is Ed Sheeran on a stage with a microphone and his little machine that he lays the beats down on and then plays. It's amazing to watch. And he's just a darn good entertainer. And actually this is the exact tour that I saw uh, when he was here at XL energy center. And I, I mean, like I like Ed Sheeran. I like his music. I thought I would enjoy the concert. I loved the concert. So I just think he is an he's a musician's musician, so that's what you're getting when you see him. Yeah. So you, there's just a, there's nothing like it. The yeah. There's nothing like it. You're not seeing other people who are putting on a show like that these days. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> so Ed Sheeran deserves to have a really high grossing tour. I, I mean, he's been on the road well, for a long time, and that's the other reason why it's like this tour has been and it's sustained. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, and he just put out a new album full of collaborations. He's yeah. a busy modern guy on the go. On the go. Just a gal on the go, mm. but not a gal. Exactly. <laughs> now, we talked about our next story yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Colleen, you called Mommy Shamers your D-bags of the day. Yes. Because people were shredding Jessica Simpson on Instagram for allowing her daughter to dye her hair. Yes. How what? dare she? I mean, she let oh. little Maxwell, who is seven years old, dye the ends of her hair. Max, not so well. <laughs> well, now she has a celebrity coming to her defense. I and love that this. would be Pink. Pink is not here for the mommy shamers. And in a move of solidarity, Pink dyed her daughter's hair. I, a nice shade of blue. Here's why Good I love her. this. I love this because Pink has also fallen victim or you know, has been the victim of the mommy shamers. Yeah, like she more calls them than the, once. The parenting police. It's so frustrating. <laughs> okay. I don't want to be controversial. Yeah, you do. Go, just say it. When are we going to be done with mommy shaming? That's not controversial. I've been, I've been asking but, that. But, but, and this is a big, but there's always a big but, Simone. Especially Everyone when, has a big but. Especially when our moms are concerned. Um, <laughs> my point is, when will the media stop giving attention to mommy shamers? And people who clap back. Uh, you yes, know, I be- don't know. Because while I think if you are an individual, you are perfectly entitled to respond to anybody who calls you out on social media, especially if they go to your your account, right? Like, I I just wouldn't waste a lot of time with that in my life. But there's this this narrative that, like, the media puts out and tabloids put out that, like... We're like rooting for the people clapping back, and the and I just feel like it elevates the mommy shamers. It gives them real estate 
to do their thing. Here's the deal. This is my take on it. Is that mommy shaming is real. Like it happens oh, in small circles. It happens in large circles. Mommy shaming has been around since the beginning of parenting. And it will continue to live on forever and ever. For the media, the drama is in the drama. So they yep. glom onto that. And it's easy. Yeah. It is a gimme. Because all you have to do is sit there and look. Like take her Instagram account and just look at it every day and be like, right. look through the comments. Yes. I mean, she could post a flower and somebody be like, your daughter better not eat that flower. Any, oh, yeah. You know, and oh, any celebrity yeah. mom, I mean, really that's, it's an easy job. It's a gimme. The person whose beat is mommy shaming. I mean, I would love to have that beat. I could write all day. All you have to do, as you Maybe said, you is go to somebody's, to somebody's uh, Facebook page or their, or whatever their, um, their Instagram or their Twitter, and you will see those mommy shamers. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as social media is still a thing and there are places like people.com that need to meet a story quota, we are probably going to be. Yeah. It's just, that's what gets tiresome. But I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not excusing the mommy shamers. I'm just like, those people will always be there. Yeah. Stop elevating them. Right. And but fi- that's yeah. probably what I'm sorry. I it's Get just, it out? that's what people do like <laughs> when we talk about the Kardashians. I'm like, why do you talk about Exactly. That? Mm-hmm. Because the the mistake is to think that our talking about them keeps them alive. Yeah. The point so maybe is I just argue they're always myself. gonna be there. I was, that was fun. Kathy Lee Gifford, you know, she was spotted at a journey tribute concert grinding against someone. We know who he is now. Who is he? She was grinding her cookies on Randy Kronk. He's an insurance agent from Tennessee. Congratulations, wow, Kathy That's Lee. about the sexiest thing you've ever said. All right, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five questions. Get them all right. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, and this is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who is on the phone today, Colleen? We've got Kathy on the line, and what is Kathy playing for? Whip it out. Kathy's playing for a big fat one of these. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez. It's just a My Talk 1071 t shirt. Sorry, Kathy, to di- are you sorry ready? to disappoint. You ready, Kathy? I am. Good. The timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. Sharon Osbourne is currently a co-host on what show? The Talk. The show Roseanne takes place in what state? Illinois. The models from Victoria's Secret are named what? Angel. In the original Back to the Future movie, Marty McFly travels to what year? 1955. Flipper is what kind of animal? Yeah! Oh my gosh, Abby! <laughs> you know where I thought we were going to lose you was uh, in the original Back to the Future movie, Marty McFly travels to what year? And you just said 1955, like you were born to do that Close. quiz. Close one year. <laughs> that was amazing. You are a thank fabulous, you. fabulous all right, lady, you're Kathy. All set with your t shirt, Kathy. So thank Woo-hoo. you for playing. Congratulations. Glad I whipped out that. Okay. Oh, all righty. Okay. Congratulations to Kathy for winning the 30 second pop culture challenge. Now we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly has brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. 
like to remind everyone that we're a family program here. Are on we? The Colleen and Bradley show. Are I, we? I, I don't know. That's why I got to talk really, about Holly? sex right now. <laughs> okay. Fart noises. Mm-hmm. They're for everyone. There she mm-hmm. goes. They are for everyone. <laughs> everyone everyone does, does it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we got to talk about sex. Okay. Let's unleash that blind item. Yeah. Uh-huh. This one. You might be able to solve it, Colleen and Bradley. Okay. Here we go. I think we all knew the hooking up of this former A-plus list, mostly movie actor, and the A-list singer was inevitable. The question is whether he dumps the girlfriend he cheated on the singer with or not. Ooh. The hooking up of the former A-plus list, mostly movie actor. Yes. Is and the that A-list Brad Pitt singer. or Bradley Cooper? Uh, buzz to both of those uh, names. Uh, think about somebody who was in headlines yesterday for a picture that he took with this A-list singer on social media. And she shared it on her social media. So it's like right uh, out in the open. Um, Was it Ariana Grande? Ew, and Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey. Ew. Oh my gosh, it's so... I'm ill. Well, read the story. Get the chum bucket out, Colleen, because I'm going to oh, fill in the blanks. Okay. Uh, I think we all knew the hooking up of Jim Carrey and Ariana Grande was inevitable. The question is whether or not Jim Carrey dumps the girlfriend he cheated on Ariana Grande with or not. So you have that there. Oh, mm-hmm. or the, my gosh. he cheated yeah. on his girlfriend with, with Ariana, Ariana Grande. Correct. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's nasty. That's nasty. That is so nasty. Well, it's just, it's also par for the course. I, you know, it's interesting because yesterday when we heard that story about Jim Carrey and Ariana Grande, I thought to myself, self, her, her choicing skills so far as men are concerned is interesting. I and feel I like will she direct likes you, funny. Well, yes, funny, but weird funny. Yeah. Because there is, there is a very Pacific part of the spectrum that I think um, Jim Carrey and uh, what's his name? Uh, Andy Samberg? No, the guy that she was with. Uh, Andy Samberg? No, she no. was with oh, Andy sorry. Samberg. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Why? I always get them mixed up. Oh, darn it. What's Holly. his name? Her ex-boyfriend. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Thank you. Thank I you, feel thank like you. they occupy very like weird parts of the funny spectrum, and they just seem like... Creepy, yeah. kind of. Yeah. So. Yeah. Creepy funny. He that or he's got BDE. She well, she said fan. she said that uh, Pete Davidson did have some yeah. BDE. Well, that's what I so mean. she likes it. PDQ. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. X Y Z. Yeah, remember that used to be the name of a gas station chain around I here. I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's our next celebrity gossip mystery. Colleen and Bradley try to solve this one. Now this is confirmed, so we know who this is about. After two years in development, what would have been an incredible tell-all limited series about the fired longtime morning guy and all of his affairs and the gossip about those around him is now on hold. When the loudest voice in the room, the Roger Ailes thing over at Showtime bombed, it made this pay cable channel competing network to the fired anchor take a step back. So think about that longtime morning guy. Is, is that, that Matt, Lauer? Matt Lauer? Yeah. Oh. So I was like, it's either that or Charlie Rose, but let's be honest. Nobody wants to hear that story. Nobody wants to watch that thing. Yeah. And also gross that anybody wants to watch that Matt, thing. Yeah, well, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. What else do we need to find out? Anything? Um. Well, I'll just tell you. Okay. So, um, let me fill in the blank here. So, after two years in development, what would have been an incredible tell-all limited series about Matt Lauer and all of his affairs and the gossip about those around him is now on hold. When the loudest voice in the room and Roger Ailes, that limited series bombed over at Showtime, it made Showtime step back and maybe reconsider their strategy about doing a docuseries about Matt Lauer. However, news is that Lifetime might be interested in picking up this docu- or limited series. I was going to say, you kept saying docuseries, but you don't yeah. mean docuseries. No, limited yeah. series, yeah. I want to see this. I, I would be, I hope somebody picks it up. Don't you? I no, but here's why. I do I wouldn't mind seeing a docuseries, right. a documentary. I, I don't want to watch like a soap opera style version of Matt Lauer. That's actually a good point. Putting it in places he shouldn't. Yeah, well, and I do think, you know what I mean? That, yeah. There's something about that that I find smarmy and exploitative. Yeah. Not that I'm not a fan of smarmy and exploitative right. on occasion. It's just that in this particular case, I think if it was couched in the context of like here are the salacious bits uh, through the lens of a documentary, I might find it more palatable than like, you know, some guy inhabiting that role and getting all yeah. inappropriate. Well, and I think that's why the loudest voice over at Showtime bombed spectacularly. The show about Roger Ailes, excuse me, where Russell Crowe was playing that character. It's that people just didn't want to watch a fictionalized version of all that disgusting ick that was happening. Yeah, no, that's actually a really good point. I, I w- my brain was still attached to the idea of a docu series, and I do think that I would watch that because I would be curious to see, sort of, you know, laid out for us, kind of the timeline in which he was being nasty. You know, that's nasty. That's nasty. So nasty. Uh, let's move on to another blind item, another celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Bradley to solve. I think you're going to get this one right away. The A-list reality family won't say anything publicly, but a recent lawsuit actually has them worried. If it stands as is and proceeds, there will be a very large check they will have to write. It could easily approach eight figures in a settlement and more if it goes to trial and they lose. Is this a Kardashian thing? Yes! But what Kardashian what is, thing? Yeah, what do we know about this Well, suit? we know about it today and the headline that Kim Kardashian is demanding that a $300 million Kimoji lawsuit be kept from the public. Oh. Wait, be kept from the public? Why? Yes. Well, I think that she feels that if this lawsuit and the details of it are going to go public, that it could probably hurt the Kardashian brand in a way that uh, hurts her bottom line. What is the lawsuit? Do we know anything about what it um, focuses on? Uh, it, It focuses, I believe it focuses on the company that made and collaborated with Kim on the Kimojis. Remember when those happened? And there's a lawsuit regarding those. Uh, They're saying that they created those Kimojis and uh, that uh, she wanted to file the trademarks for the project herself and not share it on that trademark with the company that helped her create the Kimojis. And... uh, this person who founded that company is claiming that Kim Kardashian terminated their deal where they were going to split it 60-40. Okay. So they're working out the money. Now, this is where the Kardashians could lose a ton of money. I mean, they could settle eventually or get sued for eight figures 
But they don't want people to know what they ultimately do. Yeah, well, because they don't want people to know how they actually conduct their business. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't think, uh, yeah. I honestly, what's so funny about it is all that would do is confirm what we already believe we know about them. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show every week on Friday, we like to check in with a Google Trends expert to see. Every Friday, we like to check in with a Google Trends expert on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer. Hello, darling. And we like to see uh, what's been trending on Google. You better see this. There's something new trending. It's time to talk Google Trends with someone who knows what you're looking for. What are all those websites in your search history? With a Google Trends expert, here are Colleen and Bradley. And today we're talking with Farrell from Google. Hello, Farrell. How are you? Great to be back. I'm well. We're happy to have you back. Now, one of the things that was trending this week, and I have uh, my own suspicions as to why, was the song Old Town Road, which unfortunately has been trending at my house for weeks. (laughs) Yes, well, I mean, it makes sense because it is now the number one song on the Billboard chart of all time when it comes to being uh, top of the list. It's 17 weeks at number one. Uh, a record that's been held since 1996. So uh, it doesn't surprise me that people are playing it over and over and over again. Do you have any sense of beyond just, um, you know, the song itself, how people are using Google to find out more about Old Town Road or what it is that they're trying to find out more about? You know, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to tell, but I, I, I think people want to know what, what song it beat and, and how many singles has it sold. I uh, just, it's, you know, I... Why exactly? It's hard to tell. I think it's a it's a catchy tune, and um, and people just uh, it's it's one of those ones where you just want to hear it again and again. Now, uh, you you mentioned that it did dethrone another song. What was the song it dethroned? So it was a, it was a two place tie. Uh, it was Mariah Carey and Boys to Men. They had a song called One Sweet Day back in 1996 uh, that held the record for 16 weeks. Uh, and then a Justin Bieber, uh, Luis Fonsi song, Despacito, from 2017. So, um, uh, so yeah, they, uh, they'd been there quite a while, but uh, who knows? I mean, uh, little Nas X might uh, have a run at 18, 19, 20 weeks. Who knows? It doesn't seem to be losing steam at this point. That's, that is unfortunate. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that song has sort of grown on me in a weird way. Yeah, no, I, it's, uh, I've been humming it to myself all day, knowing that I'm going to be talking about it today. <laughs> so, uh, so I think I'll be bringing it home also. Well, that's for also sure. Annoy my family. <laughs> so from Old Town Road, let's go to the next thing that was trending this week on Google. And I will say I don't have children and I am not a gamer myself, but Fortnite World Cup was trending. I feel like I saw some story about a kid making a lot of money on it this week. What do you know? Yeah, well, who even know? Most people don't even realize that there are World Cups of video games, but they've been gaining in popularity over the years. Uh, the Fortnite World Cup is one of the biggest. They had 40 million people participating in quali- qualifying events. Wow. They whittled it down to 100, uh, 100 solo players and 50 duos, and the winner was a not-surprising 16-year-old named Kyle uh, Gearsdorf. His nickname is Booga, I believe. Oh, wow. And he won. <laughs> he took the top prize of $3 million for That's coming in crazy. first place. And he was how old? 
16 years old. Okay, so here's what um, needs to happen with this. I'm sad that this was trending on Google because what I want is for my children to not know that this is possible because then they will try to work for it. That's right. Although, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe it, you know, I mean, people practice baseball and other things. Uh, you know, this is, seems to be yes. a lucrative profession opportunity these days. I feel like it's probably a lot uh, less strenuous on the joints than some <laughs> sports would be. in the fingers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, finally. Well, and also, he, they asked him, one of the best parts was they asked him, like, well, so what are you going to do with all this money? And he said... I don't know, uh, probably nothing dumb. He said, I, I need to buy a new desk. Okay. <laughs> That's cute. I mean, so, that he's 16. Put it in the bank, kid. You'll make, you know, you'll be set for life. I think the part that kills me is that he probably got this far in the Fortnite World Cup by playing a lot of Fortnite, and now he's got all this money, and probably he doesn't even know that there's a whole wide world out there of ways to spend that money. Because he's busy with Fortnite. Yeah, he's going to still just be playing Fortnite. Exactly. (laughs) All right, now finally, uh, Shark Week was trending this week on Google. Well, yeah, this is one of my favorites. Uh, I've been watching this show since I was a kid. 31 years uh, it running. Uh, It was Shark Week this week on the Discovery Channel. Uh, It's an amazing program this year. It's uh, hosted by Rob Riggle, the comedian. Uh, It's played in 72 countries around the world. Um, and, and, you know, I, it's kind of amazing because I remember when it first came out, it was this new thing where, you know, they actually had underwater footage of sharks, uh, not just like movies, Jaws and things like that. Uh, but every year it gets more and more popular and, and people are searching for how to watch it and, and what types of shows they're going to be playing and things like that. That's crazy. I did not realize that this show has been around for decades, that Shark Week has yeah. been a thing for that long. That blows my yeah. mind. 1988 was the first year that it played. Um, wow. and, and I remember one of the first years was one of the first times where they actually swam uh, with great whites. In the 90s, that was like the new thing uh, where they would, uh, you know, wear these, uh, or not with great whites, but other sharks, they would wear these metal suits and get in the water with them. And, and now people just swim free with great white sharks. It's kind of amazing so uh, how things have changed over the years. Well, and I wonder, you know, uh, have you, do you have any information on exactly like how, because I want to, I want to understand why did we get so fascinated by sharks, and how does it sustain? Because yeah, I, they're sharks. I think I, this is my guess. I have no uh, data to back this up, but we I think rarely movies, have data to yeah, back anything up, Daryl. So <laughs> it works perfectly. But I think movies like Jaws came out, and there's something fascinating uh, that I think it struck a chord with people. And there's something, you know, when you're in the ocean or in water, you have no idea what's going on, and so they're these fascinating creatures. But the the amazing thing is, the truth is, they're not actually all that dangerous to people. There are we. I looked this up before I came on. There are about uh, six fatal shark attacks a year uh, in the entire world, whereas hippos kill about 500 people a year. Yeah, but, hippos um, are very you know, dangerous. When is yeah, hippo no, week? No, there is right. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe this is our this is where we're going to make our claim to fame. Exactly. We can start a channel and have all hippos for uh, for seven days. Uh, well, Farrell, thank you so much for joining us and telling us about what's been trending on Google. Absolutely. Nice to be with you. Have a great weekend. That's Farrell. He's our Google Trends expert this week, letting us know what you all have been Googling this week. Now,
on the other side of this break, yes. I want to remind people what mm. started the conversation. Yesterday, we had a conversation on the show about what your last meal would be. And somewhere in that conversation, it occurred to us that not only would you have a last meal here on Earth, but when you cross over through the pearly gates, you get to have a first meal in heaven. Yes, and not just any first meal. It's not like your last meal on Earth, because in heaven, they don't have the restaurants that we have. They have all the restaurants that have gone before, meaning you can only have a first meal in heaven that you can't have on earth for example i think i did say i want to be able to go to the heaven ground round where you can still put peanuts on the floor or the heavenly chichis where you can still get fried ice cream and chimichangas so what is your first heaven meal 651-641-1071 what closed restaurant or defunct restaurant would you go to first as you cross into heaven through the pearly gates. Yeah, you got to die first. But, you know, get past that and Don't then think about, about your that. first Don't meal. Think morbid. It's all about food. It's all about food, on, as per usual, on the Colleen and Bradley. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy, you don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.